that's different than the story of beauty or acceptance or popularity that's told over and over in our society. These things are outside of your control, whether you like it or not. And that's a fact. And that's why so many people fight for quote unquote beauty or to fit in or all of these other things. And then they realize that they can never actually achieve this ideal because it's not real. It's a story. Hello, my fellow humans, and welcome back to another episode of the Healthy, Happy Human Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Levitin, and every week I bring you discussions on topics to help you build a healthy mind, a happy body, and hopefully become an all-around better human. Because a rising tide raises all ships, and better humans make a better humanity. Remember, we're all in this together. If you want to keep on this journey with me, you can subscribe to the Healthy Happy Newsletter, a weekly Friday email where I send out tips and tidbits of the things that I've been learning about and powerful quotes and just general helpful resources that I think will help you on your journey. It's completely free and the link to register is in the show notes. If while you're listening today, you're enjoying what you hear, take a second and snap a quick screenshot and upload it to Instagram and tag me at Paul Leviton so I can share in your enthusiasm and repost it to my audience. It really makes my day to see these. And if you get value from today's show, don't forget to share this episode with a friend or family member so that they can get some value along with you. And with that, it's time to start today's episode. Let's go and let's grow. Do you know what the most powerful thing known to humankind is? It's not a nuclear bomb. It's not the Hadron Collider. It's not the force with which you stand up abruptly when you realize you left your phone in an Uber five minutes ago. No, none of these things even hold a candle to one tiny word. And that word is story. Stories are the most powerful thing that humans have ever created. Wars are waged based on stories. Societies are built and destroyed based on stories. Relationships, families, governments, nations, literally everything else are all based on stories. Love is a story, business is a story, history is a story, and the future is a story. This, right here, right now, is a story. You know, some anthropologists believe that is specifically our capacity for stories that separates us humans from the rest of the animal kingdom. It's hypothesized that it is our need to be able to tell stories that actually caused our brains to evolve to their current size. And it is exactly the ability to tell stories and to pass them along that allowed the first societies to be formed and for civilization itself to be created. Stories are literally everything to humans, and they have been for a long time. And it wasn't just cavemen and hunters and gatherers who needed stories. You know, the printing press was the most revolutionary invention for thousands of years right up until the turn of the 20th century, which brought us telephones and, you know, eventually computers, and finally the internet and smartphones. And all of these inventions improved the spread of information and knowledge. They allowed us to tell more stories, and they allowed these stories to spread faster, wider, and more efficiently. It's not simply that stories are important. It's literally that they are the most important thing. Everything that we do as humans is for stories. When you watch TV, 
Obviously, the shows are telling a story. But what about advertisements? When was the last time you saw Coca-Cola or Apple talk about the actual benefits of their products? It's literally never. A Coke commercial doesn't start off and go, Purchase one of our 20-ounce bottles in your local convenience store. The taste is great. It's an optimal value. Hell no. A Coke commercial have smiling people, dressed in bright colors, dancing and living a cartoonish life. At some point, you might see a Coke being sipped, but that's it. There's no mention of Coca-Cola, what it is, where to buy it, or anything factual. Apple is the same. A new iPhone commercial will simply show a, a bunch of pictures or videos taken on an iPhone. They don't even use words. They don't talk about megabytes or pixels or storage or anything like that. It's just a montage of videos and maybe at the end a caption that'll say something cryptic like, shot on iPhone. These brands are masters of advertising. What they're really doing is telling a story. Coke is telling you a story that happy people drink Coke. Do you want to be happy? Then buy a Coke. Apple is telling a story that the iPhone is the phone you want if you're a content creator. And since everyone is a content creator in 2022, then everyone must want an iPhone. Hell, e even medicine is sold with stories. From prescription drugs to Tylenol, advertisements rely on story and evoking emotion rather than simply talking about the benefits of the product. And this doesn't take billion dollar ad budgets to get on this story train either. Social media is telling stories all the time. From TikTok to Reels, creators are doing their best to tell stories in 90, 60, 30 seconds. Hell, I mean, you might remember Vine, it was a multi-billion dollar company built on seven second videos. But the people who got big on Vine were the people who learned to tell seven second stories. Billboards are stories too. Static stories, bus ads are stories. You know, at the gym I used to work at, Right next to the, the smoothie bar, there were these huge pictures of attractive people with towels around their neck, smiling while drinking a smoothie. There was a story being told there. The story was, attractive people work out hard and then they drink a smoothie. If you want to be attractive, then you should do that too. Buy a smoothie. That'll be $8. No matter where you look in your day-to-day -day life, stories are everywhere. From the beginning of human history until now. And if I were a gambling man, I wouldn't bet on that changing anytime soon. So why does this matter? Well, the thing is your brain has evolved for millions of years to look for and literally crave stories. That's why they're so powerful. Your brain remembers stories better than it remembers facts. It puts more credence and weight into stories than it does to simple numbers or statistics. In marketing speak, there's a saying that says, stories sells. You know, because brands aren't stupid. These apps aren't stupid. They're simply taking advantage of human nature. And in fact, this is so much a part of human nature that we're doing it all the time. You do it yourself, regardless if you realize it or not. We're always telling stories to others, to your family members, to your coworkers, because everyone loves a good story. When you're at a party, you pull out one tried and true story to get a couple of laughs. You know, after the weekend, everyone gathers around the water cooler to talk about what you all did, you know, where you watched the game, how many drinks you had. This is how we connect as humans. To not tell stories would be seen as robotic. When you have kids, 
you don't simply say, this is a school bus. You say, this is a school bus. The school bus takes all the boys and girls to school so that they can learn and be smart, like mommy and daddy. In math and in science, you know, we don't just use rote memorization. We use stories and analogies and mnemonics to make things easier, to make our brain better at remembering. Stories give context. They give us things to relate to. They give you things to be interested in. So we are storytelling creatures. From infancy to old age, pretty much every aspect of our life revolves around telling, hearing, remembering, deciphering stories. And this is a big deal because some stories aren't true. <laughs> I know, I know it's crazy. It's crazy to think, but this is the point. The human race has gotten so good at telling stories and we put so much importance on stories that what we've become actually very bad at is deciphering fact from fiction, true stories from false stories. There's a reason that fake news has been such a hot button issue for these last several years. There's things like deep fakes, pranks, bots, artificial intelligence. All of these new technologies have made it so hard to tell what's real from what's not. And this has become an actual problem to our society. You know, computer graphics are so good these days that animation and video games and movies can look like real, actual humans. And that can be very problematic. But the real issue comes when we stop looking outward at what the media is doing and start to look inward at ourselves. Because it's not just the media. It's not just the government. It's not just some guy or local bar telling stories. It's you was telling the most stories to yourself all of the time, constantly and subconsciously. And this is where we start to see problems. Because if you think that it's hard to tell the difference between the real and the fake in, in news and in media, your brain has an even harder time telling what's fact and what's fiction, what's real and what's fake inside of your own head. And this makes sense when you understand that to your brain, your thoughts are all real. Thoughts and feelings are as real in your mind's eye as the seat that you're sitting in or the shirt that's on your skin right now. So understand your brain exists inside of your skull. You and everything you know, you see, you feel, you taste, you experience happens outside of your skull. It is only experienced through your body's nervous system, which transmits the external world to your brain. So stay with me for a second, right? Your, your eyeballs transmit light frequencies from the outside world, and they travel up through the, your eyeballs and through your brain stem to your brain, where your brain then creates a picture of what you're seeing. Your eyes don't actually see anything. All they do is take in light. Your brain creates the picture and the vision of what you're saying, seeing. Touch, taste, sound, they all work similarly. You experience touch in your fingers, taste on your tongue, but in reality, all of these things happen in your brain. To understand what I'm getting at a little bit more, 
we can learn about a phenomenon known as phantom limbs. So phantom limbs happen when a person has a limb or body part amputated or loses it for some reason, like being in an accident or they have to have it taken off for a variety of reasons. But someone who has phantom limb will experience feelings as if that limb is still attached to them. So a person who has their leg amputated will still feel as if they have that leg. They will feel as if they have their arm, if they lose their arm in an accident or for whatever reason. And the reason that this is interesting is because they've done brain scans of people experiencing this phenomenon, experiencing phantom limb. And when they scan these people's brains, what they see is that the brain is lighting up just in the way that it would had that limb still been there. Meaning, to the brain, and thus to that person, they are experiencing the feelings, the sensations, everything just as if that limb was still there. So to that person, those feelings are just as real as if they had the limb. So what's real? Are they actually feeling it or not? You can say, well, their arm is gone. It's impossible. But to that person, to their brain, in that moment at least, it feels every bit as real as your arm feels to you right now. Because what's real in your mind is real to you. And, you know, maybe you have all of your limbs, you know, that good for you. But, you know, I bring this up to bring up the bigger point, and that is that your brain is in charge of reality. At least your brain is in charge of your reality. It can create things that aren't there or feel things that aren't quote-unquote true. Your brain controls your reality, and your brain has also evolved to crave stories. So when we combine these two, and we can then see that stories can warp not only your perception, but truly your actual literal reality. Because everything is a story. Even facts are just stories. They're true stories, but they're still just stories that you tell yourself or that you have been told. Donald Trump was elected the 45th president of the United States of America. That is a story. It will be written about in history books, but it is a true fact. We know that it happened. Donald Trump lost the 2020 election due to the Democratic Party using fake ballots from illegal immigrants to flood the vote in favor of Joe Biden. Now, that's a story that is based on nonsense. Yet to some people, in their brains, they see both of these as equally true facts. Some stories are invented for a variety of reasons. They can be manufactured to sway your political ideals, or invented to sell a product, or some stories are just created accidentally with no actual rhyme or reason. Some people just start rumors and they get spread by accident and they get out of hand with no real intention behind them. And the thing is that your brain doesn't know the difference. To your brain, stories are important. To your brain, stories are real. Stories are remembered. Stories are internalized. Your brain is great at remembering stories. It has evolved over millions of years to do so. It is not, however, so great at understanding what is true, what is real, and what is not. And this can become a big problem when stories that are not true start to sway you and sway your decisions. 
and sway the direction of your life. And this is why one of the most important skills you can have as a human is being able to discern fact from fiction. And I'm not talking just about the difference between fact and fiction and things like TV or the media or the internet or memes or anything like that. I'm talking deeper than that. I'm talking about the ability to discern between fact and fiction in your internal beliefs. Because facts are reality. Fiction can be created or it can present itself as facts that often come in the form of feelings. Things like our wants, our beliefs, our expectations, judgments, fairness, equity. These are all based on feelings. But are these feelings based on facts? And this is a hard thing to parse through for sure. To be able to see things not simply as right or wrong or good or bad, but to be able to look at things and see them for what they are. Is this true or is this a story? Is this a fact or is this a feeling? Because the truth is that there is no good or bad or right or wrong. There only is what is. Morality is a human construct. The universe does not care about right or wrong. It does not care about your opinion. So our unhappiness, our discontent, our discomfort, our anxieties, and all other negative emotions stem from wanting things to be different than the way they are. They come from you wanting things to be different than reality. This comes from looking at feelings as if they were facts. And therefore, by simply accepting what is, you can start to allow yourself to be free from these expectations and to enjoy your life as it truly is, as it was meant to be. I know this is hard because it means accepting quote-unquote bad things. So many things in life feel wrong. They seem bad. I mean, how can I sit here and say that morality isn't real? How can you accept something like cancer, accept rape and war and poverty and all of the other horrible things that humanity contains? Well, the fact of the matter is that you don't have to accept anything. You can choose to believe whatever narrative suits you. But what you believe, what you accept, what you enjoy, none of that matters. Because again, you have facts or you have feelings. And that's what we're talking about. Your beliefs, your acceptances, all of these things are feelings. You can choose to accept these hard things because regardless if you accept them or not, they are, they persist. Being angry doesn't change it. Wanting something not to be so does not make it disappear. And that's why acceptance is the cost of entry to an enlightened life. And you might say, but that's not fair. Life's supposed to be fair. It's not right. It shouldn't be like that. But now we see stories coming in. So can you see that all of these are stories? Because what is fairness, should, supposed to, expectations? They are stories. They are a narrative, and unfortunately, a false narrative. They have to be false because they are not. They are not factually true. Life should be fair is a story. It makes sense. We've been taught this since we were kids. But facts tell a different story. 
If you look at the facts, we can quite literally see that life is not fair. And that's pretty straightforward. You can say, I hate my husband for cheating on me. He's such a bastard. A real man would never do that. And that's a story that a partner should not cheat on the person they love. Did that person cheat? That is a fact. Yes or no, it can be answered. Now, does your heartache change that fact? If not, maybe you'd be happier to let that heartache go and to accept the reality of what is. That's not saying that you have to like it or that you have to enjoy it, but simply to accept it and to stop fighting against the stream, the river that is flowing in the opposite direction. So you can say from sunup to sundown, it's not right. No child should go hungry. No child should get cancer. No child should be abused or hurt or even raped. And it's very easy to nod along and agree with that line of thinking. Who wouldn't? Only a monster could disagree with that. So no child should go hungry. No child should get cancer. No child should be abused, hurt, or raped. And yet, they are. Every day it happens. Since the dawn of time. And it's not going to stop today. Does that make it right? Of course not. No. Obviously. But can we say that it's wrong? Sure. But regardless, it still is. It happens. It is a fact. And to argue with that would be like arguing with the sun for setting at 9 p.m. and saying that it should stay out a little later because you want to enjoy more time with your family and its warm sunlight. Like, that would be great, and it would make everyone happy. It would be right. It would be fair. It would be just. And yet, that's not how it is. So who's crazy? Is it the person who says that a child getting cancer is not quote-unquote bad? Or is it the person who tries to argue against the sun setting each night? See, when you start to look at things from this view, you are able to unlock a new way of being. There is not good or bad. There is no right or wrong. There are facts, and then there are feelings. Now again, I'm not saying that you have to embrace these things. These things can still affect you negatively. I am just saying that to detach yourself from these emotional reactions is the entryway to being able to live your life free of anxiety and overwhelm and all other negative emotion. There's a saying that I love that goes, can you change it? Yes, then don't worry. No, then don't worry. And that sums everything out perfectly. Because so many of these things are facts of life that we cannot change. And yet we put so much emotional reaction into. We get worked up, we get anxious, we get overwhelmed around things that we cannot change. That doesn't mean that you cannot fight for the things that you believe in. If you want to donate to causes that work against child cancer, that's a great thing to do. If you want to put your energy and effort into making the world a better place, that is a valiant way to spend your time and energy. But we still have to come to grips with the facts of life and understand that the feelings we have about things do not change the facts of what are true in this moment. Feelings feel like facts, and that's because they are based on stories. And as we've gone over, stories are real to your brain. Your brain loves stories. It remembers stories. It seeks out stories. We look for stories to learn. If you brought your grandpa a new iPad, 
he might be reluctant to try and learn this new piece of newfangled technology. So you might say, you know, my friend Steve's dad got an iPad like this, and he loves that he can watch golf from his comfy rocking chair on the front porch now. Isn't that cool? And that would sway your grandpa, because now he doesn't just see this as an obscure piece of technology. He sees a story that relates to him. We look for stories to learn new things, but also to confirm beliefs that we already have. Like in 2020, at the height of the COVID lockdown, America was rocked with racial, racial tension that you know, it culminated in mass protests all over the country. And based on the beliefs and stories in people's heads, people saw different things. Two people watching the same news broadcast and one saw marginalized racial minorities who had been pushed to the absolute brink and were fighting for their life against the oppressive armed police force. Another person saw a group of criminals taking advantage of a system that was set up for them to win, breaking laws for no reason. Same events, two very different stories. And those stories came from the stories that those people had already had in their heads for years and decades. So when you hear about a child who has cancer, your brain goes to the story it knows. It goes, that's not fair. No child should suffer. They're so innocent. That isn't right. But again, what is a fact and what is a feeling? Fact is, that child does have cancer. That is it. Right and wrong, good and bad, these are feelings that we put on a situation. And then we feel bad because we've labeled it as such because we have inside us a deep need for justice and fairness and equity. So when we have the reality that does not match up with our expectation of justice and fairness, that's when we get feelings such as anxiety and sadness and depression. So is this to say that a child with cancer is, is somehow getting what they deserved? Absolutely, obviously not. That is not what I'm saying here. This doesn't mean that you should be happy about this or celebrate it. Obviously not. Again, the point is that arguing, being sad, being angry, anything else doesn't change the fact. The fact is they have this disease. No amount of anger will change it. No amount of fairness or lack of justice can change the reality that they are living in. So what does your negativity do? Right? And I've used this extreme example of childhood cancer to make a point, but this is pervasive in every aspect of human life. Arguing with reality only leads to sadness, anxiety, overwhelm, depression, and horrible, bad, negative feelings. Because there is what we want and there is what is. And anytime there is a disconnect between those two, it leads to negative things. Right? You may say that you know, you're overweight. You can say things like, well, I need to go on a diet because I need to weigh less because being overweight is bad and, and people who look at me don't like the way I look and I want to look attractive. But what here is a fact and what here is a feeling? Right? If you subscribe to traditional societal norms about beauty standards, you might say, well, it's a fact that society likes skinny people more. They get the promotions. They get the dates. It's a fact. But let's look at this and see what can we really see is a fact. Is it a fact that being one weight is better than another? 150 pounds is better than 120 or 180? What weight is good? What weight is bad? 
We have to understand that numbers are just made up. Beauty is made up. Everything else is made up in that equation. So much of your life revolves around these stories that you believe. You know, how many of us have worked tirelessly for years to fit into these societal norms? How much have you sacrificed? How much have you suffered silently in your head with thoughts of not enoughness, thoughts of being less than? That all just stems from stories and feelings which simply aren't real. And you could say, well, you know, I do need to lose weight because my knees hurt when I walk and I don't want to have bad knees. But that would be a fact, right? My knees hurt when I walk is not a story. That is a fact. That is, a, that is based on reality. And a story like that you have control over because it has to do with you. I can get healthy. I can lose weight if I choose to. I can change my diet. I can exercise more. You know, your health, your fitness, your body, these are inside of your control. That's different than the story of beauty or acceptance or popularity that's told over and over in our society. These things are outside of your control, whether you like it or not. And that's a fact. And that's why so many people fight for quote unquote beauty or to fit in or all of these other things. And then they realize that they can never actually achieve this ideal because it's not real. It's a story. You know, personally, I've worked to grow my business over the last two years and recently quit my job as things were really starting to take off. And right when things were going well, I got blindsided by a customer who I had foolishly trusted and I ended up losing a bunch of money and got myself into a very bad financial situation, honestly. I had you know, just quit my job and it put me into a not good situation that I still haven't completely recovered from. And my initial reaction was to get angry and to blame, to blame that customer. You know, that bastard, he really screwed me. I should have made him sign a better contract. I shouldn't have trusted him. I should have, I should have, I should have. And, you know, after I kicked and screamed for a bit, I calmed down. I came to my senses. Should he have done that to me? I don't know. But he did. That was a fact. Should was a feeling. More so, did he really do anything to me? Or was it completely my fault for not being more cautious, for allowing myself to be put into a situation where one angry customer could derail my entire business? Because the story I wanted to tell, that I started telling, was that it was all someone else's fault, that I was the victim, that it wasn't right, it wasn't fair. And could that be the truth? Yeah, quite possibly. But what good did it do me? What good did telling that story do for me? It didn't put money back into my bank account. It wouldn't get money out. Of, it wouldn't get me out of that situation. It was only going to cause more anger to brew in my heart. The fact of the matter was I made a mistake. I lost money and now I am where I am. Those were the facts. Anything beyond that is a story that I put on the situation based on my feelings. You know, it's hard to wrestle with. But once again, when you grasp this, when you can really internalize this, you have the keys. Because when you understand that everything is a story, you also understand that you can write a new story whenever you want. So instead, I chose another story. The story that he did what he thought was best for him. And that I learned a valuable lesson. And that my business and me as a person will grow stronger and more resilient thanks to it. Thanks to him. Thanks to his valuable lesson that he taught. The facts remain. I couldn't change those facts if I wanted to. All of that stuff happened, and that's the point. 
no amount of wanting the facts to be different would or could change them. So why would I argue with the way things are? The story, my feelings, those exist within my control. See, stories control your life. But with enough practice, you can control your stories. And the first step is being able to discern and accept the difference between fact and feelings. And acceptance is so important here because, again, no amount of wanting it to be different will make it so. So you need to accept that regardless of if it feels right, if it seems fair or anything else, facts are facts. Feelings feel like facts. You may have a, had a deep guttural reaction to some of the parallels I've drawn here today, talking about things like childhood cancer and other horrible things. However, it doesn't change the facts. Feelings are feelings. Facts are facts. To want it to be any other way is as silly as wanting the sun not to set or to want the tide to start going in the opposite direction. You have to accept what is. Then you can tell better stories about the things that are simply feelings. And when you do that, you have everything you need to be in complete control of your life. So my action step for you this week is to practice telling better stories. This is a skill that will develop over time. This is not simply a switch that you can flip on with ease. It takes practice. So do not beat yourself up if this does not work right away. But when you find yourself frustrated or upset or anxious or angry, try to take a step back and ask yourself, what is the truth here? Try to see through all of the feelings of what should be, what is fair, what you expected, what would be just, and think what is true, what is real. That man cut you off in traffic. That's the truth. Is he really a piece of shit? Is he an asshole? Or is he rushing home to see his daughter blow out her birthday candles after staying late at work to provide for his young family? That's for you to decide. Yes, inflation has caused the price of groceries to shoot up. That's factually true. Is it unfair? Is it an assault on the middle class? Is it a sign of our government's ineptitude? Or is it simply the fact of macroeconomic trends that play out on a global scale every couple of decades? Again, you choose the story you want and that will allow you to control and dictate your life. Facts cannot change. Stories can. So accept the facts and tell better stories and see how that changes your mood, your life, and your general feelings of happiness. All right, that's it for today. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode and enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed making it. If you did and you want to show support, you can screenshot this and upload it to Instagram and tag me at Paul Levitin. You can share this episode with a friend or family member to spread the love and spread the knowledge. Or you can leave the show an honest rating and review on Apple, iTunes, or now Spotify as well. If you've made it this far, I sincerely thank you for being here and being along on this journey with me. Until next week, stay happy, stay healthy, my friend.